my good sis, my good, good sis. Welcome back to another episode of the My Good Sis podcast, a self-care podcast empowering women to become unapologetically themselves. Guess who's back? Back again. Woo! (laughs) We made it. Seven days later, I'm here. I think it's just because I've got the content like ready. It's my lived experience. It's my reality every day. And I just think, well, you know what? There's no reason to hold off on this. It doesn't need any work. It doesn't need any research. It doesn't need anything. Um, You know, I don't need to like find references and, you know. Anyway, I'm back. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the My Good Sis podcast. Um, Been doing lots of work behind the scenes, guys. I'm really excited. Do you know what? I am excited, but I'm also um, a little bit pissed off because it's like, it's uh, uphill. It's really uphill. I wouldn't call it a struggle because, you know, it's most definitely not a struggle. It's a luxury to be able to do this and it's a luxury to be able to be thinking about like my boxes and all of the other things that um, I'm thinking of. But it's uphill because you just think you have made one achievement and then you're like oh actually and and you know I guess I could be completely transparent you know I've got 90% of the stuff that I want to sell or that I want to put in the box to make it a nice care package and I'm looking at this box like but it needs branding it needs it needs love it needs a bit more of me it needs a bit of like personalization I don't want it to just be you know, a box full of things. Anyway, that's 100% disclosure. Um, I am somewhat a perfectionist, but also I like to just get things done. Where this has my name on it, my stamp on it, you know, and I want it to really benefit you. I don't want it to just be, you know, like a quick gimmick. I've been doing lots of research into things that are similar and I'm a bit like, but what is this? Like, what, you know, like, what is this collection of stuff that could just be from the pound shop? So I'm putting so much love into it, but it's just kind of uphill. Um, so I kind of regret saying back in August, it's coming soon because at this rate, it's August 2021. Anyway, we move. So just know that when it is on your timelines, that it will be made with love and it's the of the highest quality. And I'm not just trying to rob you you know I haven't just put stuff in a box to say yes this is for self-care like I actually like believe in everything that's in there and it would make a difference to you anyway so Trump is no longer the president of the United States amazing let's clap for that um what does it mean we've got Trump out and for me that was the biggest thing and I say we I didn't cast a vote I'm not American Um, But, you know, Trump is out and I might be controversial in my views. Um, I think I have some trust issues when it comes to, you know, like the government and and leadership and these things. And I don't know how much better Biden is. I just know that we needed to get Trump out. So there's small, small hope for, for Biden, but I'm definitely not out here like, screaming and shouting Biden's going to be so great I'm not out here making him this black icon that lots of people in our community are 
doing um I, I actually cringe when I see memes of him and like videos of him in like Jordans and 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 like Air Force Ones and things like that I'm like this man's just a chameleon he's a shapeshifter <laughs> you know he can be whoever you want him to be he's a Scorpio man and I and I don't trust Scorpio men so that's not the only reason why I don't trust him obviously but um there's lots of, of stuff that you would have seen as well and it's a bit like mm, okay so you're not as overt as Trump, but let's keep an eye out. And his vice president, Kamala Harris. Okay. Um, it is a victory. It's the first, she's the first female uh, vice president as well as a black woman. You know, I want to, I don't know if I'm being a bit colorist here, but she could be racially ambiguous as well. Um, I, and I, have learnt this year actually that not all skin folk are kin folk and I'm not going to be you know excited and overwhelmed at the fact that we have a black woman in um in uh, the White House or I don't know if the vice president moves into the White House I don't actually think they do but you know what I mean um you know, we meet a lot of coconuts, don't we? Let's let's be honest. We meet a lot of coconuts. We meet, you know, like people who get into these these like positions and they are against us. Um and they join forces with um our white counterparts because they're like, Well, mm, I just wanna see what kind of positive uh change and if they're gonna be able to repair what Trump has done, if they're gonna be able to restore um hope in the people of America and across the world as we are their allies. Um, we'll see. I mean, I, I spend a lot of time on Instagram and I have to be aware that, you know, there is a lot of fake news. Um, I, don't, it's, I don't know what's fake and what's not fake sometimes and it is a bit difficult to, to like, discern that. Um, but lots of it has got into my head and I'm definitely apprehensive and I'm on the fence and I'm not, like screaming and shouting that yeah Biden and Kamala just gonna wait and see I've seen lots of people really like push this narrative that it's going to be amazing for black people and it's I'll be like all right all right we'll see we'll see anyway the bottom line is Trump's out anybody's better than Trump anybody and obviously it's the opposing party which means that you know, I guess what they have written should be much better in, you know, in terms of their, like, manifesto, if we're going to mix up all the terminology from countries. But anywho, so what else has been on my agenda this week? Um, we're back in this lockdown. Um, started, when did it start? Last week? And... It's just, I'm just completely pissed off by it. I'm bored. I'm lonely. I am, I mean, I love my own company, but I think I'm a situational extrovert, you know? Um, I can be an introvert when I want to be, and I am a situational extrovert, and I definitely get my energy from that love injection, from being social, from, you know, like being around people that I, I know, love and trust and even new connections. If I'm in an environment that feels nice, that that looks good, that smells good, that I feel comfortable and my spirit is happy in, you know, then I'm open and I'm relaxed and 
and I'm willing to have conversations and meet people and strike up conversations and, you know, and, and, and see where it goes. And just not being able to do that, I, I feel so suffocated. I feel that like I just want to meet some people. I just want to be out with my friends. I just want to be in a situation that I could be at a bar and I could be like, yeah, hey, how are you? Like, it hasn't even got to be like, I want to have your number and take you home or whatever. Like, I've never done that, by the way. But I'm just saying, I don't, I've, I've, that's what I enjoy. I get my energy from people. Um, I saw something um, in some kind of like spiritual text somewhere whereby they said that it, it gave a new meaning to the terms being an introvert and an extrovert. So as we know it, you know, if you're an introvert, you like to be by yourself and you're quiet, etc. you're shy. If you're an extrovert, you're a bit loud and garish maybe and you're really out there and bubbly. Whereas the spiritual context <clears throat> is that how do you get your energy? How do you re-up? How do you find your your stride almost you know like what's your internal hug is that from being alone and being an introvert and being um at home or, or in nature and just by yourself at one at peace and you get your re-up and I've got a good sis who is definitely an introvert in how she gets her energy she just wants to just have a pause you know she's not on on like any socials or you know it's it's hard to get hold of her by by phone or text because she's just re-upping, she's refilling, she's you know, and then there's the extroverts that need to be out mixing and mingling, and that's how they get their energy. It's not so much about being loud and you know, hello, I'm here, you know, like it's not about that attention. It's about this fills my cup. This makes me feel good. And I can actually be out in a place and be pretty chilled and I'm not the loudest in the room, but I'm getting my energy. Um, so I'm definitely a bit of both. There's times that I just need my incense, my candles, my sage, my bath, my music and do not disturb. Like, oh, why are you calling me? Like, like my phone's ringing. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm having a zen. Like, I'm re-upping over here. And then there's times that I'm like, oh my God, get me out. And I feel like this whole year has been a complete shutdown for us all. And I am ready to be out. Get me out. Get me out. It's my birthday month. Um, and I had some small, small plans for my birthday. Um, and now I'm just going to be doing what I do every day. I'm going to be eating well. I'm going to be drinking well. I'm going to be playing music. And I'm going to be surrounded you know, with love, and it's like, ugh, I just wanted something a little bit more, but it's fine, we have to keep on going, keep pushing, we gotta keep going, um, so yeah, I have therapy, I have therapy, um, each week, uh, which has been helping, as well as, you know, like, trying to keep in contact with friends and family, and, you know, just doing those kind of stuff, um, I don't know if anyone else is having therapy, do you feel me on this, right? That, and, and, and I know it's therapy and it completely defeats the object, right? But I feel like she knows all of my business and I don't know any of hers. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure how comfortable I am with that after some sessions. I'm like, mm. I'm somebody who wants to 
So, so how are you? And she does not want, like, she's not going to tell me, like, she will tell me, mm, this is about you. And I'm just like, I've just shared some really deep stuff with you. And I want you to respond in a way and say, like, yeah, yeah, I know like, how you feel because that happened to me. Or, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, in my experience. Or, yes. And, but she's just listening. And, and, you know, she's good at making, like, connections. And I think that that's linked to that. And have you considered that? And I think you should work on this. And, you know, and her advice and stuff is very objective and it's and it isn't attached. And I know that you are listening to this, like, but that's the point. You are paying her to listen to you. This isn't a two-way conversation. But it just, I haven't got my head around it yet. I don't know how comfortable I feel. I feel so naked. And I'm like, what are you thinking? How are you feeling? Are you judging me low-key? Do you go home? Well, I guess she is at home. But do you go out? Well, I guess she can't go out, but you know what I mean? Like, does she talk to her friends and say, yeah, oh, gosh, I met one girl today, you know, one woman. Mm-mm, she's messed up, you know, but I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know if this one is for me. I'm not her as a person, but this style of, of therapy, maybe, well, it's not counselling because that's even worse. Um, it, it might be mentoring or coaching or, you know, it it might be that kind of connection because poof, she she just takes all all of my information and I'm like okay so how about you because did you have a perfect childhood like like are you perfect it's strange I know I know I need to get my head around it it's my own business I need to get my head around that um, and I also feel like we get to the fortieth minute and I'm like oh my god oh my god we've only got ten minutes left we've only got ten minutes left. And I start to speed up or I start to slow down or I'm, I'm like, you know what? I do not want to be kicked out of this session. I do not want her to be like, well, the time's up now. So, you know, and it's and it's not concluded properly. Um, or I'm really conscious that she's like wrapping up to the end of her 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 time. So it's, it's ch- and it just feels so uncomfortable because I could be really giving something deep. And um, I've learned recently that I am... Uh, somebody who learns while who thinks while talking um so you know I can script it and I can plan it etc but it just flows naturally once I start to speak so as she starts to like wrap it up I'm like "Mm." I had so much more there that I wanted to share so I'm I don't know maybe I need to book like a, a double session each time because that whole like therapist hour thing where they speak to you for 50 minutes and then and then they write notes about you for 10 I'm like well can you write notes about me after work like how a teacher has to mark books because I want my full hour anyway all good we'll see we will see if um I get my head around it or if I've got to throw in the towel and find like a different thing so, um, there's also something on uh, YouTube, right? It's actually on on the channel OWN, um, which I, I don't have. Um, I don't know if you can even get OWN in this country, but I just watched the stuff that OWN put up on YouTube. And there's this programme called Ready for Love. So, obviously, I'm not watching Jane the Virgin anymore. It's finished. Absolutely devastated. Miss it terribly. Um, and... I've been like in search of a few other things. Um, this is us. Se- season five is uh, out, but it's one 
episode a week and I hate that life because I'm like, oh my God, I need to binge watch. So I've watched um, the two that are out and it's so heavy, the complete opposite to Jane the Virgin. Anyway, anyway, this Ready for Love, amazing, amazing. So it's not the first time that it's it's been out. It isn't a new show. I seem to be on like season three or, you know, or two or whatever. But I haven't gone back to watch the old ones. I'm watching it like now currently. And there's been two or three episodes out. And I'm just chomping at the bit waiting for that like, episode four. Where's episode four? Where's episode four? It's so interesting. Now, if you've seen it, I apologise. Just skip for the next minute or so. Um. that's so funny I said a minute like I can do a summary in a minute who am I kidding um so it's a bunch of black men and women who are single who are having their last shot at love and it's hosted by this black man who's quite mature and they're on this resort I don't know where the resort is but I think they are all from Houston Texas um, so it could be there, but I'm not sure. Anyway, um, and they have to spend a few weeks together. I'm not sure of the exact duration. Um, so it's a bit like a Love Island-ish, um, but they're all gorgeous and they're all slightly older. There's this one girl who's 31 and I think she's the youngest. All, all of the others are in their like late 30s, um, early 40s. Um, and this one guy, he was 51. But they have to be kind of kicked off and that voted off. It's a more sophisticated Love Island, Um, you know, with like less games and like that kind of thing. It feels like it's slightly more organic so far anyway, in terms of, you know, like they have to find each other and have conversations, you know, you know, like not being forced into, you know, um, games and challenges and that kind of thing. It so far, it feels like it isn't just for TV and. It is just amazing. All of these beautiful people on the screen wanting love and just making themselves so vulnerable. And if they aren't making themselves vulnerable, you're like, oh, gosh, he's a bit hard or or like she's a bit hard. And it's just so interesting. So have a watch and and let me know what you think. And if you've seen it, message me or if you are about to um, start watching it, message me. Um, It is really good. And then we can do this together. Um, and finally, before I get into this week's candid conversation is the new moon on the 14th stroke 15th. And I say, um, on the 14th stroke 15th, because, um, it depends on where you are. So, um, Eastern, Eastern standard time, it is on the 15th in the wee hours, as they say. Um, so, but if you're in the UK, uh, it is on the 14th. Um, but regardless of the exact date, we will have a black sky for three days. So you can be doing your, um, actual manifestations. I would probably give it a rest by the 17th, um, of November. So, you know, we've had this conversation before or, well, it's not a conversation, is it? Because it's me talking to you, but, you know, um, we have... I have explained it before, but so a new moon is where the sky is completely black and you can, you should see it as like your canvas to write your wishes. Um, so I would always have like a, a bath or a shower to like, you know, like clean myself and clean my environment. 
um, you know, um, and I would burn some incense, uh, I might light a candle, and I would get manifesting. Um, I would use my journal to, and I've got a specific journal for the new moon, whereby I would write my intentions and what I want, you know, quite a big, big picture. And what happens is you have a full circle moment. So in six months time, so the new moon is in Scorpio. And in six months time, we will have a full moon in Scorpio. And that's when you would hope to see, you know, like the fruits bear. So um, all of the things that you've asked for, hopefully you would see some kind of sign of them around that time. Um, so get get manifesting. There are some times that I don't always write in my journal, but I'll keep my thoughts really positive. I'll keep my conversations really positive. I'll be speaking out all of the things I want. And I think that's just as effective, you know, if you don't want to get into full ritual mode, just be really conscious of your thoughts and your words around the time of the new moon and make sure that you are really surrounding yourself with like positivity. You know, if you are going to have a conversation about, you know, like money or like a new job or like a contract of some kind, you know, aim high and go big um, and like do it around that time as well. Um, so happy new moon in because I won't have another episode, will I? I'm thinking, what date did I just say? No, because that's this weekend, isn't it? Yeah, no. So um, enjoy. Enjoy the new moon. Um, so this week's candid conversation is to my 30-somethings. So I hope you enjoyed last week's one. You know what? On that reflection of that episode, I was thinking this is relevant to a lot of people. It's not just people in their 20s, but obviously that was my experience. Um, and I know that, you know, we're all at different stages. So I don't want to make an assumption that, you know, all people in their 20s think too much because, you know, it's still really easy to do in your 30s and 40s and etc. So um, um, I, you know, it, it can really apply to both different, both different, both age groups or like different age groups. Yeah, see, I was right. <laughs> both different. Um but so my experience of being 30 something so you get to 30 um and i think actually turning 30 is a bit anticlimactic it's a bit of a disappointment you i thought it was going to be confetti and fairy dust and glitter and can anybody remember um 1999 and when we were uh, welcoming the year 2000 and we had, we had the like Millennium Dome and we had, you know, our London Eye and we had all of these things that were so futuristic and the world was supposed to end and there was supposed to be this big bang and it was all just supposed to be different and cars were supposed to fly um, and all sorts of crazy stuff. And um, it didn't happen on the 1st of January year 2000. It was grey, it was cold, it was, it was dark, it, you know, it was wet and we were all broke from Christmas. Well, I weren't broke because I was only like 11, but you know what I mean? Um, it was just the same, like my, my like boobs hadn't got bigger and I hadn't got more pretty or um, I hadn't turned into this beautiful swan that the media told me that would happen. And from 29 to 30, that's how it was for me. 
It was like, it was going to be shellings. It was going to be lit. It was going to be, you know, it, it was going to be like a party like no other. It was going to like, I was going to look amazing. And that look, it was going to carry on through like my whole thirties. And I was just going to be this grown woman and step into it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that did not happen. I think the actual celebration is each to your own. Like, obviously, you know, I can't advise on that or I can't even really share my experience because mine, it wasn't what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be much more grand, but it just didn't happen that way. I, I mean, I had a nice time, but it was nowhere near the the occasion that I had pictured for myself. Um, so, like, you know, but it was lovely. But if you do have this amazing time, I still find that the it's anticlimactic because you are 30 now and now what you've you know you've had a good night you you might be a bit hungover but you still have all the same issues that you did at 29 (laughs) so spare yourself spare yourself this big reveal that it's all going to be fine and it's all going to be great and I found being 30 challenging it was so strange it's like I was learning so many things again. Like, okay, all right, I'm 30 now. But am I too old for this? Am I too young for this? How do I feel? Am I living up to the expectations of society at 30? I felt really pressured. You know, I'm the big three O. You know, I'm meant to be doing X and Y and Z and, you know... Mm, I don't know if I can wear these shorts. Am I mutton dressed as lamb? You know, I don't know if I can go to this rave because there's girls in this rave who are and celebrating their 18th birthday or their 21st birthday. Am I too old? Am I too bougie to be in this place that allows people to have two one balloons when I've just had a three L balloon? Like... It just it just starts to get a bit techy, and I just felt like, oh, like what am I doing? Like, I still cared so much about about society and their expectations. I still felt like, oh, I'm I've just turned thirty. I am thirty and a few hours, and I'm already failing at being thirty. Where's my husband? Where's my mortgage? Where's my business? Hold on, where, like I should have two mortgages. I should have one that I live in, and I should have a buy to let. Like, what are you talking about, hun? Right? I should have. I should have a car and um, a husband and, you know, a really nice ring and it should all just be, yeah, I'm 30. That's what 30 looks like. I should have a business that's thriving. I should be doing really well in my career and I'm meant to look exactly how I want to look physically because I'm in my prime, you know, um, I have learned all of the mistakes from, from my twenties. I've put that behind me. I'm a woman now much better with money. You know, um, all of that acne business is, is, you know, is behind me now because, um, I don't have, you know, I'm I'm not going through puberty and all of these things. And then it's just like pressure, real, real pressure. That's when I personally felt it. I felt it in, you know, at times in my twenties, but I did try to maintain to have as much fun as, as I could at the same time. And I, 
cared less about my responsibilities in my 20s. You know, I wasn't too bothered about my rent. I wasn't too bothered about my um, council tax. It just kind of just happened. Like, yeah, whatever. Like, I pay that. Okay, whatever. Yeah, fine. You know, um, but at 30, it was like, oh, I don't know if I can go on that holiday because it's going to have this whole like domino effect on this next thing. And if you put that, if you get a credit card out, how's that going to affect, you know, your like mortgage, um, allowance you know you know like what they um kind of have like reserved to you based on your credit rating like if I take out this loan or this credit card hmm you know gosh like I don't want to fail at being 30 so maybe I I shouldn't go on that holiday I should probably be a little bit more um mature (laughs) you know I should be a bit more mature and I should think about my future hmm have I got life insurance what's my pension saying you know, because all these years at work, I've opted out of my pension. What should I do now? Oh my gosh, I should opt in and I should put in extra because I've always opted out. Hmm. Oh my God. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. I felt like a bit of my joy that I stole my own joy. It was robbed from me because I wasn't like my, my peers who were 30 and who looked really successful at, at life. And as a side note, like just to to like say again what I said last week about those in their 20s social media is a lie and it's controlled content and people will put what they want to put up best believe half the time my hair is in plaits that make me look like Seely from the color purple don't get it twisted yeah and that's that's a small little upgrade like I'm not using any any like filtering or like any like photoshop stuff but you know I I how I am in my house um, versus what I post on my Instagram page um, in terms of my appearance, they are when I'm going out. (laughs) If you see me right now, I could probably never do one of those live, you know, like video recording uh, podcasts in my dreams. That would be so much energy and effort because these Sealy plaits that I'm rocking right now, and if you don't know who Sealy is, Google Sealy Colour Purple. That's how I look right now, right now. Um, and I've had to get comfortable with the fact that I'm not the only one sat in her house who looks like that right now. So many people are, don't look like how they look on Instagram. It's for us to see and make us, you know, and make them feel like they are doing way better and make us feel like, you know, that sense of competition or ask ourselves, are we inadequate? Are we doing enough? Oh my God, he's got X amount of businesses and she's got X amount of businesses and that's uh, this car and my God, they live here. And, and, and also, and also, if there is an element of truth to it, we don't know how they acquire their money. There's a lot of career criminals and, and again, I, I sound like a hater because I'm not saying that all, all people with money are uh, career criminals. I'm just saying that it funds a lot of people's bougie, drippy lifestyle. It really, really does. I was at an event uh, pre-lockdown and I just felt like I was at the wrong place. It was like, um, uh, it was an event of somebody that I knew. It was like a private event and I was a plus one. And these had, these people had puddles everywhere. The drip that was coming off of them was ridiculous. I saw a pair of trainers that uh, was like 900 pounds. And I was like, oh, I really like those deals. 
£900, me. Okay, that's fine. I'm happy for you. But it wasn't just that he had on the Dior's. He had on the jacket that was Dior, the hat that was Balmain, the T-shirt that was Louis Vuitton, a Rolex. I mean, all of the men looked like that. And don't get me started on the women. They were all baddies. And, you know, we've already established that I'm not one of those. So I was just like, right, I'm over here, my little Zara. I mean, I'm comfortable, but, you know. Anyway, I digress. I was talking about Instagram and that image and that persona and just to remind yourself that it's not real it's controlled content and you know it could be a long history behind that that we just don't know how these people get their things or if it's even their reality you know half of these people who may look so drippy on the outside or look like they are like winning that life we just don't know their circumstance I was going to say something really bad there (laughs) let me move on so I just felt like where's my big bang you know I was really unhappy in my 30th year it was just like why does this feel like a repeat of my 20s why does this feel like a repeat of of being 28 29 and I want to be more responsible and I am more responsible now so I'm going to be more cautious and I'm going to take care of of my finances, you know, just that bit better, and I'm not going to be so spendy, and I'm going to, like, try to, like, plan for the future a bit more, but I had the exact same income as I did at 29 to um, 30, so it was like, oh, I've got this sense of growth and, like, responsibility with the exact same income, all right, let me start a business, all right, let me start a business, all right, cool, all right, I'll start a business, and then you think, okay, but you need money to start a business, or you need like a team or you need like this really great skill or you need time and I was all of the lies that I was telling myself that I needed these things and I can't get these things and it's out of my reach and it's just going to be a repeat of my 20s it was it was intense I was comparing myself to my peers as I said and to like society like what is it you know I'm I'm failing I'm not married I don't, I don't own a house. And then it is, you know, it is kind of like, you know, things start to change as well. So as I said, you um, start to get a bit more aware about your dress sense. Like, oh, okay. You know, like, what is my image anyway? Like, I'm 30 now. Like, does this natural hair, hair in one gel part in, like, like, is that working for me? Am I sexy? Are people taking me serious? I mean, I'm 30. Why do I still look like I go to school? with this hairstyle you know um and then you start to question yourself about your period because it changes you know well not at 30 but they say that your cycle changes every seven years or so and you say oh my god am I fertile you know I've had abortions miscarriage and ectopic pregnancies you know am I fertile well not like not me personally but you know what I mean um you know (laughs) I've been on this pill, this patch, this coil, this injection for so long. Am I 30? Have I messed myself up? Oh my God, I'm 30. Like, have I, have I ruined my chance? You know, you know, like my knees ache. Can I get pain in my lower back? What's going on? <laughs> How did this happen to me? Ooh. Hilarious. Hilarious. You know, I'm going to not 
um, have dairy because it affects my skin and it affects my hormones and it affects my stomach for all of the years that I've been like abusing it with alcohol. Oh, but I like red wine now. Oh yeah, I really like that. Mm, that's nice. And I don't mind my uh, steak to have uh, just a little bit of pink. It can't be bleeding too much, but just a little bit of pink. Whereas in my 20s, it was no, it has to be medium, yeah? Sorry, look, look, I'm chatting shit. It has to be well done, yeah? Not medium, it has to be well done, yeah? Cremate that shit. Okay, you're out there spending £100 on steak in Goucher, STK, Hawksmoor, and it's cremated, but you get to 30, you're like, hmm, I like it a bit more tender, please. You know, like, you start to, like, shop in Marks and Spencers and Prep just for fun. You're just like, yeah, just really fancy that, that, um, you know, that I'm dairy-free, iced latte, mochaccino, yeah, and I just love those cakes, and I just love that, yeah, Pret and Marks and Spencer just becomes, like, the norm, like, you don't, you, you know, you can't eat McDonald's, who, yuck, disgusting, you need your Pret and your Marks and Spencers, you know, I'm too old for this contraception, like, what happens now, I've only got a few more years until I can be on combined, so I've got to start to look into these, these ones that, you know, is like, um, uh, single hormone, that's it, you start to hear music and you're like, hold on, I know the original to this. These young people will never know the difference. How can Heady One bring out this track? You know, that is um, a, like original from, you know, from whatever artist it's, a, it's an original from. And like, you start to be like, hmm, like I've heard that before. <laughs> you start to become really less cool. Um, and then... I mean, I'm not saying that that all happened as I turned 30, like, on the dot. But most definitely at some point in that year, those things started to become my reality. And then I got to 31. And I didn't give a shit. It all fell off of me. And I hear that people who get older in their 40s and in their 50s say this. My boss at work is like you know what, I am 51 and I don't give a shit. And I'm like, and I'm 32 and I don't give a shit. And I feel like if you can master that earlier, you'll be so much happier. I feel much freer. I feel much happier. I just cared less. I just cared so much less. I was so unapologetic in my existence, in my being. I'm not answering myself to you. I'm not explaining myself to you. You can like it or leave it. And it was like, do you know what? I've done so many years of adulting alone. Like you, my friend who I've just met, you are not going to validate me with your opinions of me or your expectations of me. You, my friend, are not going to measure me, my worth, against what you have been told by social media is what success looks like. Don't ask me what I do for a living. How dare you? (laughs) You stupid. I can guarantee that it's a better job than you. Now, fuck off. (laughs) literally literally um i think what did happen that i can tell you as something that was that is just that bit more tangible than just you know here's what i did and i'm so you know free and like liberated is i realized that my current state of thinking wasn't healthy it wasn't helping me it it was non-progressive. I wasn't moving forward. I was, I, I wasn't really embracing uh, 
you know, my, 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 my new decade. I was worrying. I was, I bought in a lot of the stuff that I did in my 20s into my 30th year and spent the whole of my 30th year trying to undo that stuff and that mindset. And I thought, well, actually, this is me and this is it. And there's things that are happening to me out of my control that I, you know, I'm not going to say that I'm getting old, you know, like I'm not, you know, yes, yes, I, yes, I am, but I'm not old, you know. Um, and I don't want to look back and say, I wish I did that when I was 30. And that's what humbled me. I didn't want to get to my 40th year and if God spares life, my 50th year and say, oh, gosh, at 30, I was slimmer, more, you know, more vibrant, younger, happier. I had more money. I had more disposable income. You know, I had this, I had, you know, I don't want to look back at myself like I really missed an opportunity. So I thought to myself, well, make my future self proud by embracing myself, holding on to myself, loving myself, treating myself like a plant, making sure that I get sunlight, water, and I'm soft on myself, you know, like when it comes to touch and how I talk to myself, how I treat myself, because I don't want to be 40, 50 and say, oh, I really thought that my knees hurt me back then, but gosh, they hurt me more now. You know, for as long as, and, and I keep on saying knees because, you know, I have bad knees anyway. I think it's hereditary. And um, I won't be able to make the stallion all through my 40s and 50s. So if I can semi-meg the stallion, if I can meg at least, because I, I definitely can't stallion, but if I can meg at least, then I'm going to meg. Like, this is how I started to think. Obviously not meg because she wasn't really out and popping a couple of years ago but you know I just started to really like grasp the moment like let me live in the moment like let me be present let me take all of that funk that I experienced in my 20s and just make the most of it I do not want a repeat of my 20s I don't want a repeat of the worrying and the overthinking and the stupid boyfriends and the being mistreated and you know, and that loving too much and that giving at times out more, actually, and I should have been giving it to myself. I loved more outwards and I should have been loving more inwards. So that was the conversation that I had with 31. And my 31st birthday, it was, it was cute. It was cool. I went out with two friends and we had some drinks and, and I can't remember the rest of it. Um, and some dinner, you know, and I didn't make the big, massive wahala that I did about 10 and 30. It was just like, do you know what? I'm in this now. It's fine. Let's just go. Let's, let's just get it because it's only up from here in terms of the numbers, <laughs> you know, as well as, you know, life and happiness and that like success and wealth and love. It's only up, but it's only up in terms of the numbers. I can't fight it, embrace it and try and do as much as I can to not look back and be like, I wish that I did it then when I was 30, 31. And that for me was the wake up to release all of that. I don't have a mortgage. I don't have enough saved. 
you know, I need to have more in my pension. I should have a private pension. I should have life insurance. Oh my God. 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 I've got to date intentionally. Oh my God. I've got to date intentionally because I've waited, I've wasted so much time with these men in my twenties that now I need to, you know, have a checklist and I've got to really be sure. And I can't, you know, I can't waste any time. And I'm just like, relax, my G. Relax, hun. Yeah. Chill. So at 31, I cared so much less. And I hope that helps you because I hear that it's something that happens when you're much older. Um, And lots of people do still worry and they do still care and they are still concerned about what others think of them. And they are still like measuring their own uh, standards um, and their own achievements against those of like society um, and their peers and if you can really free yourself and free your mind and just stand naked and be like I am here I am unapologetic and I don't give a shit I don't give a shit you know to be honest you know there's people who are gonna love you and there's people who are gonna hate you and there's people who are going to dislike you and there's people who are going to like you a little bit there's all of these levels of people and at the end of the day you cannot please everyone you shouldn't even try to please anyone be yourself and be a magnet and you know I I am I do say a lot oh gosh you've got to do the work you've got to do the work you've got to do the work and like somebody asked me what does doing the work mean? What does it look like? And I really do just say it so easy. Like, yeah, just yeah, just do the work, do the work. But that is a part of doing the work, to just be comfortable in your skin and to block out the noise. Not interested in what people think of me. You know, I am a mother. I'm not interested in your opinion of my style of mothering. I'm not interested in your opinion on my career or my appearance. And that appearance one is a big one, especially when it comes to men, because you can have braids and you are going to piss a man off. You can have short hair, you are going to piss a man off. You could have a weave, a wig, your natural hair, you are going to piss a man off. Fuck them. Do you. You could have a tattoo, a piercing, a boob job, you know, like um, some fat, some stretch marks. You could be dark, skinny, light, white, mixed race. You could have edges or no edges and you are going to get some stupid motherfucker with some opinion on you. Yeah, I like when your hair's like that, you know. Yeah, I don't really like it. Can you fuck off? And when you get there, fuck off again, all the way down to fuck offville. You can hear that that's happened to me, right? That, that happened to me in my 20s a few times, So when I got to 30, 31, I was like, you cannot give me any advice. (laughs) I was on my Kanye. Um, Just no, 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 no. You cannot tell me how to look. Yeah, I really like you in trainers. I really like you in vintage. I really like you, really. Well, I like me in heels and I like me in fur and I like me in lingerie. Yeah, I don't even care about lingerie because, you know, I don't care. I like me in lace. I don't like, hello. So they, it's, it's a no, okay? So anyway, back to I'm doing the work. 
So that's a part of doing the work, the standing naked and being unapologetic in who you are and really accepting yourself. And that could be in the way of affirmations to look yourself in the mirror and to 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 really reaffirm yourself and, you know, and and be mindful that words cast spells. So, you know, what are what are you saying about yourself? Thoughts are powerful. Thoughts um are like a magnet. So, you know, like what are you thinking about yourself? How are you treating yourself? Are you loving on yourself? Are you treating yourself like a plant? Um, I thought thought of that the other day. I thought I really need to treat myself like a plant. I just need to you, like I like I need my water, I need my sunlight and I can't be too rough. And that's with words, that's with actions, it's with things that I let people do to me, I can't be too rough. I just can't. I just have to just, I just just have to take a step back. I cannot be too rough. Um, In doing the work, it could be journaling. It could be exercise. It could be to eat healthy. It could be therapy. It could be having those really difficult conversations. A big part of actually doing the work is forgiving, to learn to forgive others even when they haven't asked for an apology and learn to forgive yourself. Learn to forgive yourself for the actions or the things that might have been a bit damaging that you have done to yourself. You know, if you made a like, decision when you were lonely, horny, broke, in pain, a bit, you know, like whatever it was, and you made some kind of decision that you know that you weren't in your right mind, you were operating in your lower self or you was operating out, some, out of some kind of need, forgive yourself. Know that you, you are worthy of that forgiveness and that you are human and that you made a mistake um, and that it won't happen again. And if it does happen again, it's, it's likely that there's a reason and then you have to extend yourself that, that, that same love to forgive yourself. That's a part of doing the work. So, and, you know, I got, I got a bit bossy as well. Like, I was definitely on my Kanye. I was just like, look how far I've come. Like, I got myself through this adulthood, um, you know, alone, as I said. And I'm here. And I don't give a shit. <laughs> it was as simple as that. It was as simple as that for me. I don't give a shit. I just felt this sense of freedom. I wasn't in competition with anyone. You know, I wasn't out in a club thinking, oh gosh, I hope I look as good as her. Or, oh no, or, uh, uh, who cares? You know, I was rocking my CD plats under my hat, doing my school run or going to co-op. And I was like, yeah, like, this is me. I'm not going to have to put on a full face of makeup to just go to the shop. I'm good. Like, I'm going around Brixton. <laughs> yeah. Let, um, let me tell you how my not giving a shitness really, it really, like, manifested itself into an actual tangible thing. My mum used to want me, and my granny, used to want me to go around the supermarket or the market with a trolley. Now, I used to run and hide, like, oh, I'm not pulling the trolley, don't be silly, like, why would I pull the trolley, like, I don't want to, or, and then I would have to, because you can't give that kind of chat to your mum or your granny, so I would have to, and I'd be really embarrassed, or if they 
pulled the trolley and I was just with them, I would be really embarrassed. Like, how dare we be on the street pulling a trolley? Like, do you know who we are? Like, do you know who I am at school, at college? Like, do you know who I am in the ends? Why are we doing this? We have money. Why are we pulling a trolley? Why are we not in a cab? Why have we not picked up that red phone outside of the supermarket and called the cab? Why are we doing this? (laughs) Oh my God. Well, I will tell you that I'm the proud owner of a trolley. I've had a trolley for a hot minute now. Yeah, believe it or not. Um, And you are thinking that my like ratings have gone right down. I don't give a shit. I saw a meme on Instagram that said, may I always be known as the girl who always does whatever the fuck she wants. <laughs> and, and therein lies the problem. Because I'll be bougie with my trolley. Because there's lots of things that I want from Brixton. And, you know, um, I can't drive around Brixton, you know, you know, like in the market. I want my prawns and I want my seasonings and I want my fruit and my veg and my candles and my incense. Right. And my hair products. And I'm not loading up myself like no donkey. I'm going to put the stuff in the trolley and pull it. Chat to me. And I'll see a man on the street and I'll be pulling my trolley same way. You haven't brought nothing in this trolley. Yeah, you aren't coming home to help cook and clean the food in the trolley. Yeah, don't, I don't care. Good. Don't care. So that's, that's an active example of my not caring this. Um, so really being like carefree, that, that really um, happened for me at 31, as I explained. Um, and then, you know, you want a bit more luxury, like, you know, you aren't going to go on holiday and rough it in the same way that you did when you were in your twenties. You know, you want somewhere that looks like, like, like your house or better. You know, you've, you've got this, this nice place and this kind of like, um, way of living that why, why are you going to go and pay and have anything less than four or five star? Like, why, why are you going to do that? You have nice things, you know, whereas in your twenties, you're just like, I just want to go away, girls holiday. Yeah. Quick, you know, that quick trip, whatever. Um, I mean, I must admit in my later twenties, I started to kind of adopt that, but most definitely now in my thirties, there's no way that I'm going to be roughing it on holiday. Why? It's, 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 it's best that I wait that I can afford it. And then I'll go and I'll, Go and go and enjoy. Um, so you know, like that bit of luxury comes in. You know, you want that bit of luxury. I mean, my dancing skills have kind of gone out the window a bit. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not proclaiming that I was the best dancer in the world anyway, but I just feel I feel really stiff. Um, and I was dancing at some point this year, and my sister asked me if I was even moving. I was like, oh, and I thought I was whining and putting my whole back into it hold back into it um you know and then I get these like random headaches I'm like is this an alcohol headache because I've had a glass of wine every day this week and maybe it's withdrawals (laughs) um you know you just you just like you just get on your shit you you know like it comes to men and you're like do you know what like you don't call me I'll call you like do you eat pussy let's get to the point you know, or like whatever other kink that you have or like whatever you like, like, do you do that? I'm not wasting time. I'm not going to be out here catching bodies and I'm not going to be out here adding um, any notches to my, um, I think they call it a belt or like a like bedpost or whatever, um, to 
try out and see if you're good. I'm not going to have this motherfucker sweating all over me, breathing heavy and coming in six strokes. Like, what am I getting out of this exchange? Do you suck toes? Do you eat pussy? Do you, like, you know, like, what's your thing? Like, let's just get really, like, you're so candid. You, don't, you just lose all of those, like, inhibitions that you have in your 20s. You're just like, I don't give a shit. This is what I want. Here is a life that I've built myself. What can you give me? Like, uh, yes, of course I can give you something too. I'm not here to just take, 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 but this is what I need. You know, have you got erectile dysfunction? Because we've established that once they get past like 28, 29, that starts to become a problem. So talk to me, let's put all our cards on the table. I might not get super wet as I did in my twenties, but you know, I've got some good water-based lube for that. What What's, you know, like, what's your um, flaw? What's your shortcoming? <laughs> you know, you've got to start to, um, to, to speak like that because you just don't know. Never would I sleep with a man who don't give head. I'm sorry. I know it's bad, but this is our candid conversation and I'm, and I'm just not doing it. I'm not wasting my time. I know what I need sexually. I'm not wasting my time. You know, I'm not going to be negotiating with these men about dates and, you know, oh yeah, I don't like women who go to these kind of places. Well, then you're not my kind of man, see you later, goodbye. Or, or I don't, mm, mm, mm. like, I think before I had space in my life for like differences, like, oh, okay, well, he doesn't like this, he doesn't like that, you know, and then there's this like long list of things that he didn't like, but I still liked him and he still liked me, so we could still, no, if we're not compatible with core vital things and things that I have on my own as an individual, he can fuck off. Simple. That's it. That's it. And, and I mean, I'm not going to get into what those things are because, you know, I'm not being shallow. I'm not saying that it has to be something like Hakkasan or whatever. I'm just talking about, you know, if, if his core fundamentals are so um, opposite to mine or if he wants to like challenge them or make me feel some type of way about them, if he makes me feel bad about them, like, one time I went on a date and this man said, oh gosh, it looks like you made quite a bit of effort there. <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, this is just how I dress, hun. I didn't even have anything too, too bougie going on. You know, like I didn't even pull out all the stops. I thought, yeah, you are below my level. Anyway, it's um, fair to share that he had on a hooded jumper with uh, no vest underneath or no top or no t-shirt and why I know that is because he expressed that he was hot and I and I said to him well just take it off he said I've got nothing underneath I thought you're dirty who wears um a jumper a hoodie a hoodie uh with nothing underneath not even a vest anyway next moving on um where so like where was I yeah like you know quite candid about these men and if you know if they eat pussy and and these kind of other things. And then, you know, am I ask myself questions like, hmm, I'm, I'm too young to be a chief exec. I mean, I'm experienced, but, and I think I could be a chief exec, but in the world of work, lots of people are looking at you like you're not old enough to be a chief exec. So you've got to be like mid, late thirties, kind of more like pushing into your forties, especially as a black woman, especially as a black woman, you need to be, you, you need to be nearing the age of our grandmothers to make them feel comfortable that we could lead an organization. So it's like, "Mm, I could really do that job, you know, I could really do that job, but you're just like, nope. And then 
there's lots of lots of you who are thinking, oh, like, am I using my degree? Like, I've got this degree, but am I using it though? Or have I just ended up in like a job because it was kind of kind of like close to my skills and should I be doing this and should I be using mate, mate, <laughs> like it's it's like you just start to just have like a bit of a a, a life rehaul. Um and if you could underpin caring less through this rehaul, it would be a lot easier. It would be painless. It would be simple. It would be like, do you know what? Fine. I'm making peace with this. This is my new normal. This is my reality. This is this is who I am. And it's fine. So that happened to me at 31. And now I'm 32. And it's just been much of the same. Of You know, obviously this year has just been at home. Outside has been closed. I've had no experiences abroad or on holiday but my learnings from my 31st year are still very much um you know current and and valid and relevant and you know I'm not I'm not worried like I don't speak to my friends every day but it's all love I'm not like preying them as you know I know that if you're a bit younger in in your 20s you're thinking oh um, I haven't heard from her well I'm not hollering at her if she doesn't holler at me I'm not hollering at her like and that kind of thing like I'm not afraid to you know if I haven't heard from you for a while to like reach out it's no face like you you understand that you are going through so much yourself that you can't be the only one and that you just have a bit more compassion and a bit more you know uh, space and and time for people and it's like do you know what that was a big transition for me like especially when your friends start to have you know babies or they get married or they move away and you know like you start to you know like feel like a bit left behind and you start to feel a bit neglected like oh like they're you know like they're 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 now entering like a new stage of their life with like motherhood or being on a different time zone or being a wife and you're just kind of like left behind but once you get to no sorry you feel left behind but once you get to like this age you just like embrace it and you know and like respect it and give people the space that they need and still extend love to them regardless of of their new um situation it's like nothing lasts forever um and that's probably what I should have said last week that you know I'm trying to let people who are 20 something know that they should be having as much fun as possible because things change you know like um those people they you know they move on um and not move on from you like you're like a bad person but you know like things change for them um or it could be a case that they move on because you two are no longer friends in that way that you don't have the same aims or objectives or like values in life anymore and you just go down different paths and just to make peace with that and it and it doesn't feel so personal in your 30s in your 20s it can feel really personal there's so much there's so much that I've learned um I'm at peace with my status in society and my current situation um I'm at peace with it obviously it would be lovely to have um a partner but not for the reasons of of like being married in the eyes of the law and or or in the eyes of the church or anything like that like it's not about doing it for the gram it's because you know 
I've got a lot of love to give. Um, in that same show that I spoke about on YouTube, um, this man said that he isn't looking for love. He's found love and he wants someone to share it with. And I thought, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly me. So it's that process of finding love in yourself. And as I said, to do the work and then you're like at a, at a place in your life where you, you know, you, you are now able to like share that love. Um, so yeah, anyway, so much, so much on like being 30, um, and a message to my 30 somethings. And I think the biggest takeaway for me here, well, for you is to try to master and achieve that careless and that unapologetic thing, you know, live, live life with your, with your head up and your hair down and just let it happen and just trust the process and just know that nothing can really change it. It's written already um, and live clean, have a clean heart, do the work and try as, as much as you can to just like let go of certain things. You, you know, like if we hold on too, too tightly to stuff, we are going to ruin our experience and, you know, we, um, expectation it will be the death of us we just have to learn to practice the art of not being attached just like yep I'm gonna let it happen in our 20s we spend so much time holding on to things and trying to control the outcome and being so savage about things and it doesn't really get us anywhere lots and lots of disappointment so just being unapologetic being unapologetic, being present and letting it go and just living life and just living our best life and then just be like, you know what, I'm open. I'm open to all of the magic that the universe has to um, offer me. I'm open and I've got myself ready to receive, you know, so my cup can be full to the brim and it can overflow because when you try to control it too much, you know, you, you block your blessings. So to my 30-somethings, I would love you to trust the timing of your life. It isn't uh, too late to have a baby. It isn't too late to start a family. You are not too old. Your eggs are doing just fine. It's not too late to start saving for a mortgage. It's not too late to... um, you know, start working out. It's not too late to retrain or restudy and have a change in career. It's not too late to start again. It's, I don't want you to let go of your dream because you feel like age is really like ticking against you and you haven't met your husband yet. So maybe you should just kind of give up on the dream. It's not, it's not too late. It's not too late at, at this age you know, I do, um, I am unapologetic and I, I don't give a shit, but equally we have our insecurities about, oh, am I going to be aligned with this man? Or, oh, am I going to have more babies? Or, oh, what's going to happen? Am I going to be perimenopausal? You know, like, what does this acne mean? What does this like cycle change mean? Like, are my hormones haywire? Is it doing a madness? You know, it's not, too late and I and I know that I I feel that spiritually you're good sis you're good your eggs are doing fine 
you know, you are making the right choice, you're right on, on track, you know, it's not too late to, to work that bit harder to say, do you know what, I'm going to clear my debts and I'm going to start again, I'm going to downsize to, to like start again and to just give myself that opportunity, it's not too late to move city, I've got a sis elsewhere who is in her 30s and thriving, so I've got lots of love and I've got lots of time for us on <laughs> this age group because I'm in it and I'm here and I'm still on my journey. Um, I'll be 33 in a couple of weeks and I'm excited to see what can happen in the future for me and I'll just continue to update. So this is definitely not the end of my 30-something uh, recordings or like episodes or... Uh, because I know that I'm going to keep on like learning some gems and keep on finding some stuff that I'm going to want to share with my my uh, peers and my age mates. Anyway, I've been outroing now for about five minutes. So <laughs> I'm going to love you and leave you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another week, to another episode. I think I'm getting much better at this. <laughs> um Please interact, please engage. My good underscore sis Instagram. I'm not on Twitter or Snapchat. I can't be asked. Hopefully website coming soon, all of these good things. But thanks, loves. Have a fabulous week. Happy new moon, ladies, to my 30-somethings and to all of my listeners. Happy new moon. Manifest, manifest, manifest. Love you.